1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE.
0: Welcome into to another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic podcast. It's 4th of July weekend uh, coming up. We we can't send you into the 4th of July without a new episode of Corner 3. Uh, as always, presented by our friends at McDine. Scott Christopherson, it's been a crazy couple of days. College sports uh, can't go a holiday weekend without getting extremely drunk and doing something ridiculous. (laughs) Uh, I'm about to head up to Minnesota this afternoon. And I all I could think about yesterday was, of course, every time I'm going to go anywhere, there's going to be something crazy happening at the time when I'm about to leave. Uh, We're not going to talk about any of that stuff happening, though. But uh, we did have Oshun Oshuni here on the podcast today, Uh, a really impressive guy uh, and someone that I think both of us are really excited to watch play for the Cyclones uh, this winter.
1: Yeah. Really impressive kid. Uh, just, you can tell very mature, uh, articulate guy, obviously very talented. I would say, you know, it's, it's still really early, but probably my leading candidate for my favorite player on next year's team, just getting to know him a little bit in our interview with him. I was just really impressed with him.
0: Man. I tell you what the, the talk about the shot blocking, the defending the paint, man, it gets me. Gets me sweating, man. I'm getting all excited. He, and he had some really,
1: up. he had a really good uh, perspective, in my opinion. We asked him about NIL and the transfer portal, and he had uh, some really interesting points of view on that and, and sharing his 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 process on that. I thought that was uh, one of the high points of the interview.
0: Absolutely. We won't uh, delay it any further. We'll toss it off right now. Here's our interview with Oshun Oshunigi. Welcome back to the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast. It's Corner Three. We've got another special guest here on the podcast. It's uh, another one of the new Cyclones. We had Jaron Holmes last week. He told us we had to get his boy Oshun Oshuni here on the podcast. So that's what we did. Oshun, what's up, man? How's it going here today?
2: I'm doing good. How are you guys doing?
0: Doing good, man. We uh, we look have been looking forward to having you on here. Like I said, your boy Jaron was hyping you up last week, so we had to, we had to get you next uh what's it been like being in Ames what have the first few weeks been like for you uh
2: I mean it wouldn't say it's a lot to change like, like area wise I mean Bonaventure is kind of like the saying not a lot going on in western New York so kind of used to that part I'm um, just being on campus and just being able to get in the gym workout with the guys it's been that's been a great the past couple of weeks so been enjoying it
0: what uh what have the workouts been like have the have they been tough we've heard a lot about the soccer field and all that kind of stuff last year what what's that what's uh, that whole process been like i
2: mean right right now it's mainly just uh in the gym stuff you know that i think that stuff will probably kick in in the fall when we get back to school after the summer session is over with but right now i mean th- i mean it's different it's a lot different it's it's a, it's a higher level so the the work is different um but i'm enjoying it i'm enjoying uh the process i'm enjoying uh everything that comes with it, you know, like down days when I'm feeling exhausted, just, you know, getting in the gym, just getting more shots up, all that stuff, and doing all that stuff.
1: What's been your first impressions of, you know, a lot of new guys coming in, uh, transfers, freshmen, and then obviously a new coaching staff for you. What's kind of been your first impressions of everybody?
2: <clears throat> oh, I mean, shoot, everybody's been great. I mean, I've been, I've been enjoying it. I mean, this is year five in college, so I've kind of seen everything you can imagine of being from a veteran team to being – on a young team, you know, I've, I've been basically through any team you think of. Uh, So, I mean, the only difference is new coaching staff. I mean, coaching staff here is great. Uh, They're all, it's a little different. They're, they're younger. I had some, I had some, I had some old school older coaches. So it's, it's kind of different, you know, being around young coaches, but I mean, I'm enjoying it. Uh, It's been fun. You know, the guys are great. It's just an all around great time right now.
0: I want to take you back a little bit and then we'll work our way back up to, to Iowa state. Uh, I know you're a guy who I think you started playing basketball a little later, didn't you? Uh in, in your career. What what pushed you towards the game of basketball? how did you figure out that you loved playing the game? And and how when did maybe did you figure out like, oh man, I could actually be pretty good at this game?
2: Oh, uh, I mean, shoot. I mean, I first played ball when I was in fifth grade. It's kind of like a local team that my mom had like heard about and she was like, Do you want to play? And I'm like, Yeah, sure, why not? You know, kind of just Signed up, didn't really like, didn't wasn't really putting that much like effort into it and was kind of just playing, you know, getting out of the house, just doing something to keep me active when I was younger. I mean, I didn't play after that for sixth, seventh grade, eighth grade. I transferred schools. And then I remember like the second day of school that uh, the basketball coach was like a teacher. So I'm like standing outside in the hallway, just like waiting for class to start. She walks up to me and she goes like, you're going to play basketball. I'm like, Confused. I'm like, okay, it's so like, no, you don't have a choice. Like, I'll see you at tryouts You're going to play basketball this year. And I was like, okay. And that was like from that moment on, I've been playing basketball since, but I didn't take it serious until the summer going into like my senior year of high school. I had like a, a, a conversation with my high school coach and uh, we were talking because at that point, like freshman, sophomore year, I kind of was just playing just to play, you know, like wasn't putting any effort in outside of like practices. Like, after practice, I go home and I'm playing Xbox all night or playing video games. But I had a workout with him. After he worked out, he was like, "You have like you have a chance. Like if you really take this seriously, you can make you know like a living off this. Not saying NBA, but you can make some money playing uh, basketball." And I think from that moment forward, the summer that summer, I kind of just like really like locked in on basketball, like putting in extra work, like working out, went to like a couple camps, and just kind of started playing AAU, not just locally. And uh, that's basically where it started, and here I am now.
0: So i was gonna ask just, that uh, so when did you start playing aau like when did you even I get mean, into where it's like i'm full all the way into playing ball i mean like when this? i got to high school like
2: there was like my team my teammates my jv team like one of the, uh, my teammates dads kind of had a team that we kind of just went to like like local tournaments that were like yeah. 30 40 minutes away from my high school where we lived at so it wasn't like i was getting any exposure I was, we were just playing like we weren't the best we would we, we beat like the like the crappy teams but like we get like against like a decent team and we get our butts kicked but it was just like we were just playing just to play together mainly for chemistry for the yeah. season. It wasn't like oh we're planning it offers like it was summertime let's just play ball and and just you know try to get some chemistry going. So that was kind of it for me. Um, going into my I think the summer uh, after high school I was kind of contemplating going to prep school and that's kind of, like, where, like, well, junior year, junior year summer, I kind of played, like, I went to, like, Spooky Nook out in PA and, like, Philly U a couple tournaments, They were uh, this one coach that I had for the New Jersey Soldiers, and then after that, when I kind of, like, had, like, one division, one offer, they were, like, once you go 2018 to 2017, I come to prep school, I play with this team called Savage Select, and that's kind of, like, where, like, it was, like, full and locked in, like, we were trying to like win tournaments. Like it wasn't just out there to play. Like we were like, everyone was trying to get division one off. If we were trying to play college basketball, I guess everyone's goal. Cool. So at that summer, that's when I like, kind of like, AAU kind of like was like in a full swing for me. That's that whole summer.
0: Go ahead, Scott.
1: Yeah. I was going to say what, describe your game, your approach to the game a little bit. What do you plan to bring to aims next year? And then give us a thing or two that you want to add to your game that you're working on this summer.
2: Oh, I mean, I, I plan to bring, you know, uh, a a great, you know, defensive, uh, you know, energy, you know, being I've been I've been known for the past four years of being the, uh, one of the best shot blockers, you know, in college basketball. Um, I mean, I've, I've been honored to be, you know, in that conversation. I've, uh, I pride myself in that. So I look, you know, to bring that, you know, here to Ames and be able to um be that life on the defense, you know, on the defensive end, be able to block shots and alter shots and, you know, help my team engage on the defensive end. And then what I bring to add, I mean. Coach TJ and the, and, and the coaches have they've been, when I came here on my visit, they kind of had to plant it out. You know, it was continue to work on the things on in, inside, you know, like finishing around the rim, but expanding. And it's been a process, and there's been days where I've been struggling, and there's been days where I've been feeling really good shooting it, and TJ has been right there, you know, behind me, like, you know, making sure that I keep my confidence up and just keep keep trusting the process. And, and it's it actually, it's, it's been going up. Like I've been having great days in practice. So I'm shooting the ball, and even in workouts, just kind of feeling better and more confident in my shot. So honestly, just being able to expand my game offensively, and be able to handle the ball on the perimeter more.
0: How did how did you kind of become that guy that's going to lock in on the defensive end? That's not the you know that's not the sexiest <clears throat> way to to play basketball. Most kids want to you know they want to get buckets and they want to be showing off on on offense. How do you become a shot blocker, a guy that's like this is what I'm really going to take pride in on bringing to the team?
2: It's crazy because I I've, I was doing it since I first played basketball. Like when I first played in that league in fifth in, my, in fifth grade, I was like maybe the second tallest kid on the team, and I was just blocking shots. Like it wasn't like something clicked. Like I've been like did that eighth grade. I was like the tallest kid in the area. Everyone came and just blocked shots. High school block shots. Like all the way through. Like it's just been a thing that I guess I've had, and it's just progressively got better as I've been you know you know working on basketball. So it wasn't like. I trained to be a shot blocker. Like it just, just a knack. I just had it. It's just a, a, a normal feeling for me to block shots.
0: Jaron told us you're a guy that really likes to play to the crowd. When you, uh, when you play the game, uh, do you feel like being a shot blocker like that, especially is kind of one of those playing to the crowd things. It's like, you can really hype up the oh. crowd. You get a big block, oh, you know, 100. you do something on defense. Yeah. yeah.
2: Oh, a hundred percent. If you look at a lot of my highlights, if I get a block, I'm, first thing i'm doing is looking at the crowd and trying to get them involved i mean especially home games it kind of like it's not even just for me it's for the team you know you get the crowd involved and the team builds off that energy and they they start to you know get more energy to plan better i mean but for me i block a shot and i if i block out of bounds like of course i'm getting the crowd involved and if you're even there on the road like like i think i had someone had asked me like a couple of days ago what was like i guess like the best moment i've had in my career so far and i, I would honestly say it was blocking uh Kihei Clark at Virginia and the NIT to get to basically like seal the game. Uh, blocking that shot and kind of just hearing that crowd just like die. And then just, just hearing our fans, that like the group of our fans that was there and I'd be able just to like, just like look at the crowd and just see they're dead and they're all pissed off. and me I'm just talking trash to them as I'm running down the court. Like I said, like we just basically you know, beat Virginia on their home court. So I think blocking shots for me is just fun because like home games gets the crowd involved and then away games I can just talk trash and it just helps get me going too.
1: I love it. You, you, mentioned T, uh, you mentioned TJ briefly a little bit. Um, talk about the recruiting process, why you chose to transfer to Iowa State. And he recruited me, and, uh, you know, I've talked a lot on the podcast. We've talked with other players about what makes him unique. But from your perspective, you know, what was that process like, and, and what, what was it like getting recruited by him?
0: Oh, add, I mean, it I want to add to that question, too. What did you know about Iowa State before they started recruiting you, too? I don't okay. know that. So,
1: I
2: honestly, Isaiah Brockington, yeah. The, He came from Bonaventure. So the year before I got there, he was there and he went to Penn State. And then I, you know, through the seniors that I played with when I was a freshman, they were really close with him. So I kind of, you know, knew knew of him, you know, heard conversations. So I kind of knew of him. So when he went from Penn State to uh, Iowa State, of course, I know the guy. I'm going to keep an eye on him. And so I, last year, watching him play and seeing how well he played and all that stuff, I kind of already had an idea about Iowa State, knowing what they, um, knowing what Iowa State was, but the 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 portal process and getting recruited by TJ, it was, I guess it was in a way stressful, but at the same time, I, I felt like, I felt appreciated in a way because like, again, coming out of high school, I didn't have any, I had like maybe two division one offers and then one of them, I got, they pulled it away and then I ended up picking one and I only had one division one offer to LaSalle, went to prep school for a year and then stuff happened with the coaching staff. End up decommitting, and I had like a couple like mid majors call me and then end up going to St. Bonaventure. But when I first went in that portal, like, as soon as the, my name went in the portal, like, my phone blew up. Like, like, from the moment the Twitter post went out, that verbal commit said that I was in the portal, like, I always say called, like, Coach Smith called me first, and then I talked to TJ maybe like an hour and a half, two hours later, had a conversation with him. And it was just like hearing all these schools reach out, it was like, wow, like, to see where I came from you know, like no, really any offers almost honestly, almost went division three and stayed in New Jersey. If I didn't like LaSalle to having power fives from almost every conference calling me, wanting me to go play for them was like, like, wow, like I came a long way and like my work has like been like, it just showed that my work is like shown, but the process with Iowa state, I mean, the coach at TJ was, he was great. I mean, just conversations like building relationships with my family and myself, um, uh, like just you know checking in and not, not even making it about basketball like sometimes like you know like I feel like most most of the time a lot of coaches are kind of just like you know basketball basketball like it's cool like it's important but like he kind of made it like like even like a balance between like you know he'd call me like you know how was how was your day like what, what you do like what we get into today like what you do today like just having conversation building that relationship with my family and my uh my my parents and my youngest brothers and then when I came on the visit uh I it was me and my brother and my uh my mom and my dad. And they I think what really made the turning point was that they made my youngest brother feel like he was like gonna be a part of the team. Like they they basically made him feel like he was on the visit too. And that was kind of like it made me feel like this was home because my youngest brother is like he's a younger version of me Tom, and call my mini mean, like he was like, they were asking questions like, what do you think about this? And what do you think about that? And he was just like eyes open, just excited about everything. And I think Having that and seeing how he reacted to everything kind of made the decision a little bit easier about where I wanted to go, and I I, I think I appreciate TJ and that for how they treated my family and the visit. It kind of helped a lot.
0: Was it overwhelming going through that process with all of the the other schools? I mean. I've heard, too, how difficult it can be for guys to discern the difference between someone who, like, really wants you, someone who's just fishing, you know, someone who's just trying to make a call to show their bosses they're making calls mm-hmm. and things like that. How difficult was all of that stuff, just weeding oh, through mean, that?
2: It was, it was stressful. I mean, like I said, like, my phone was – I think I went to Porto and I think for, like, the next – for the, literally the next, like, two days straight after that, it was, like – phone call, hang up, phone call, hang up, phone call, hang up. And these conversations are maybe, like, 45 minutes long. And I'm, I'm like, I'm having one conversation with one coach, and then I got to, like, save a number real quick so I don't text the coach the wrong thing. I got another phone number. That I have no idea who it is. I answer that phone call. It's another coach calling me. And it's just, like, it was stressful. But at the same time, like, for me, like being like, it felt me for like a kid again, like being recruited out of high school, because like you know, like shoot, I got power fives calling me, like coming out of high school, I didn't have, I had division twos and division threes reaching out, like maybe one or two, I had one or two, two division one schools like reach out to me, so like it was like me being a kid again, having all these power fives, like yo, like we want you, like you, what we need, we want to build around you, like it, it, it was like, it felt good, like to get that like appreciation from people, but at the same time, me being shoot I'm 23 I'll be 24 in October which is crazy to say I think I was a lot more mature in the decision making so I was able to again respect every coaches that that reached out you know hear the conversations and then be able to sit back and do my own research you know and look at the rosters and and the playing style and who how they play and who would like who they play through and everything like that and being in my position I'm a grad transfer I don't have three years of basketball left this is this is it for me this is the last one so it wasn't I couldn't go somewhere where like I get there and it's just not what I wanted to be like and then I basically just screwed myself you know like it was because like the whole process like a lot of us like if you've kept the story about the five guys in by venture like four of us that stayed the one that went pro we honestly like didn't want to leave but like it was like we wanted to see what was out there but at the same time it's like the fear of the unknown that my old coach told me about like you never know what could be out there. Like, you're a grad transfer. You got six or seven months with that coach. Like, you could, he, you could come in, be fine, and then by, like, November, December, he doesn't like you. He doesn't have to play you. Like, it's over. Like, he can just sit you on the bench, and that's basically it. He's not obligated to play you. He has young guys he can play. So, I think it was a stressful decision, but I'm thankful that I had my support system, my family, you know, everyone helped me, my coaches that helped me through the process, and uh, being able to find the right spot for me.
1: One of the hot topics that we've talked a lot about this off season has been NIL from a player's perspective, somebody who went through the portal had a lot of people interested in you. What, how much of a factor was that in your decision, if at all?
2: I mean, <clears throat> with, with everything that's going on today, I mean, NIL is like basically controlling the transfer portal. I mean, it's, it's basically that they like the, the lead, you know, lead thing, like no one's coming out with, player development or you play this or you play that it's we'll give you 50,000 like $50,000 nil, we'll get you a car like you'll be set da, 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 da. like it's not it's starting to lean away from basketball and I think for me I mean everyone likes getting money like you, you, you don't want to not like you, everyone wants to get money but I think for me yeah I, I listen to the NIL conversation but for me it's more player development. you know like I want to be I want to be in the NBA next year. I want to be, you know, a year from now with some team getting ready for summer league, you know, getting ready to prepare for summer league, getting ready to play. So I think the money conversation was a factor, but it wasn't the leading factor for me. I wanted to know, like, what resources that you have for me that are going to help me so I can make myself a pro? Like, what are you going to do to help me so I can be a pro? Like, what are the tools and the plans that are for me? So I think NIL wasn't number one, but it was, it was a conversation, but NIL was not number one for me
1: but it's sure, what all the coaches are leading with that's their that's their I mean, leading pitch. yeah
2: i mean I, I can i can honestly say like out of all the schools that we shot me like maybe like 75 to 80 percent of them led with like an i uh, like you you sign with us we got you set for like money like you'll get your money straight like some schools are like we got a deal waiting like they know about you like you sign, you'll be straight, like, other schools are like, yeah, we take care of our guys, like, and you'll be fine, you'll be one of the main guys, you'll be taken care of, like, it was just, like, I appreciate that, like, you can't you give me money, I understand that, but, like, let's talk basketball a little bit, too, like, <clears throat> how are you going to help me out? Like, how are you going to help me get ready to be
0: a professional, you know? hmm that's awesome. Yeah, it makes sense. It obviously helped Iowa State too that they had a pretty good recruiter uh, in in one of your close friends uh, with Jaron Holmes. What's your relationship mm-hmm. like with him? What's it been like playing with him the last several years? And and how much did he play in in your decision? Oh,
2: I mean, me and Jaron, we, we've been, we've been close since he got since he got when he transferred into Bonaventure uh, our sophomore year. Um, came in tough like he came in like tough blue like blue collar guy like came in like just being a great teammate and then you know over the years you know sophomore year was like a bad year for us you know COVID hit and then junior year but he was always like through I had some tough times my junior year my sophomore and junior year I was going through a lot with like you know personal stuff like some like loss in the family and he was like always right there with me like lost a family member and like it's like we had a game coming up and he was like you know, you, you know who you playing for. Like, you got to lock in. Like, you know, I'm right here. Good you got your back to the whole game. Like, <clears throat> like he's watching over you. Like, he, I got you. So, me and Jaren got real close. Like, over the years we were together. So, him coming here, it was like he was in my ear. But at the same time, he respected the decision. But he, like, he was putting his pitch in. Like, yo, you come here. Like, they're going to get you right. They're going to help you. They're going to they're gonna help you, you know, do what you want to do. Like, they, they got the plan set out for
0: you. What's the scouting he, he report to, on him? Oh, go, and, oh, no, no, go ahead, go Scott. Ahead, Jared. Go ahead. I, I was, was just going to
1: say, he claims to have dunked on you a week or two ago in practice. Can you, he did. Is, are you, I, will I, you confirm okay, so that let me, or was let, that...
2: Let, let, let's, let's clarify dunking on me. We're not going to say he didn't John Moran dunk on me, but it was like a fast <laughs> break. And like, he's, he, I kind of was in the area and kind of put my arm up and he kind of brushed him off, but I won't sit here and say he rose up like a ran and dunked over top of me. No, I'm not. If you want to say I, he, I had my arms in the way and he blew through my arms and dunked with him, yeah, he's dunked on me. But I mean, as a shot blocker, that it, it, it happens. So
0: hey, those, it's just those small guys, man. If you're just in the general vicinity, they're going to say that they dunked on you.
2: Listen, listen, I let him have it. I, I said he, listen, the, the moments he does dunk, it's like you got you to enjoy the moment. So I let, I let him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> what what's the scouting report on him as a player what does he bring to the table uh for iowa state this year
2: he brings everything everything you need like you need a leader he's gonna leave you need, a need someone to get a stop you going to stop you need someone to fuck even to bucket he's 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 a, he's a hard note like i said blue collar guy he's had that since i've met him and he's he's brought that here you know being in this is in like this is a new environment for him, but he's taking leave with the guys that came back same as myself and he's He's going to be everything. He's going to, he's going. to You know, be that go-to guy. You know, be that guy that's going to lead and be, you know, the guy that's going to be looked at a lot to do a lot of things. And he's up for the challenge, and he never. He's not going to shy away from it. And I got his back. I'm right behind. I'm right behind him. So he's going to bring everything. Everything.
0: He told us about. Uh, well, he talked a little bit about the VCU and Saint Bonaventure rivalry, and obviously, you're going to have one of your former foes in that rivalry joining the team yeah. here whenever he, when he gets to Ames here in a couple of weeks what uh what's it going to be like playing with Hassan Ward instead of having to I play mean, against him
2: shoot playing playing with him is gonna be great that's another shot blocking he, he's Hassan is his athleticism is like it's it's insane because he's such he, hit, he has like a, like a quick twitch like you could think you got by him and then you're going to lay it up and he's waiting for you to put the ball so he can throw it off the backboard like he he's athletic he's long like he's gonna be a great a great piece for us I mean Well, we—I got one up on him. You know, he's—he's beat us a couple times in conference, but we got that 8-10 championship over him. So I I got that up on him. But uh, playing with him is another shot blocker. You know, hopefully doesn't steal all the blocks. You know, save some for me so I can get some too. But uh, I think it will be a great piece. You know, bring that athleticism and that that defensive mindset with me. Being able to, if we can hold down the fort down there on the low blocks, it'll be be really good.
0: Is anybody ever going to score on the paint on the two of you? Uh, With as much as it sounds like you guys are blocking shots.
2: Hey, listen, the plan is not to let anybody score, you know? So, if if he's blocking something and I'm blocking something, we're doing it at the same time. Hopefully, we can, you know, be the best, you know, front, front court in the nation, hopefully, so.
0: I love it. All right, I've got a couple quick ones for you, and then uh, and then we'll let you go. Who's your favorite basketball player?
2: Basketball player, favorite would probably be Joel Embiid. I mean, by a Sixers fan, but. It's mine too. Uh, if, if, okay. if I didn't have to say Embiid, uh, I'd probably say Kevin Durant.
0: Man, when uh, Joel obviously played at Kansas, and that was my first year covering Iowa State when he was when he was there, and Wiggins was there. Obviously, I've never—that's almost ten years ago now. I've never seen a player at like him at the college level at, at his size, the way he could move, and he was still young and playing the game at mm-hmm. that point. You know, like he's mm-hmm. just—I I have not seen any guy that can ever move the way that he does at seven feet tall. He's unbelievable. Sure. Yeah uh what uh what's your favorite genre of music and who's your favorite musical artist
2: i wouldn't say i have a favorite genre of music uh all my friends call me an old soul because i listen to a lot of oldies all the time but i mean i have a mixture of everything i mean i wouldn't say i had like everything but old school new school like rap hip-hop and B. um favorite artists gotta be Lil uzi that's i'm playing him if i'm working out I'm chilling, like, usually I have him on my pregame, you know, playlist, but who's my favorite artist.
0: Do you abide by Jaron's uh, no rap before noon rule? Oh, that's, no,
2: that's his, that's his thing. Like, that's only him. I mean, I won't say I don't, like, I won't say I, if I wake up and I want to listen to music, I am gonna automatically go to rap, but majority of the time I'm playing R&B, like, yeah. if I'm just chilling and hanging out around, I'm going to play some R&B, and listen to some old, school. So I guess I have an old soul, so.
0: Uh, which arena besides Hilton Coliseum are you most excited to play in, in the big 12?
2: Uh, let's see. I've already played in Oklahoma. So I would probably, I mean, I honestly have to say probably either Kansas or Texas tech. I mean, for me outside looking in, like not being in the big 12, always seeing like that pregame, the Texas tech, the swag surfing. So like being on the hostile side, it's going to hard to not take that in and probably and try to like, look at that and go, wow, this is crazy. Yeah, But,
0: Probably either there or uh, Kansas. Cool. Scott, you got anything else? Nope, I'm good. I'm good. Shun, we appreciate you taking the time to, to talk with us here today, man. We, we look forward to uh, catching up with you down the road and uh, look forward to watching you play for the Cyclones this winter.
2: I appreciate y'all having me. Thank you.